My name is David J. Harris, Jr. Join me and millions of Americans around the country as we embrace liberty and freedom. This is the David J. Harris, Jr. Show. Hello, friends and family from around the country and literally around the world. This is another episode with me, your host, David J. Harris, Jr., and today I've got an update for you coming directly from a key individual that's been uh, working to get Americans freed, Americans to safety, and our friends to safety. Uh, Victor Marks and his team have been working tirelessly these last few weeks since everything in Afghanistan absolutely crumbled underneath this current administration and devastating decisions. It should not have happened. And now there's thousands of Americans and tens of thousands of our allies, our friends that we promised safe passage, that we promised we take care of them, that are still stranded in Afghanistan. Now, there's a whole heck of a lot of rumors going on around uh, uh, the internet, around mainstream media. There's a whole lot of speculation of what's happening. But Victor has the very key insights into what is taking place, what's happening right now, this new phase that we are in, and this is what all Americans should want to know. So if you haven't already, please hit the share button right now. Hit the retweet button. If you're listening via the David J. Harris Jr. podcast, you got to have that J in there. Please share this with 10, 15, 20, 50 friends. Get the word out to help spread actual insights and truth about what's taking place. And I think it'll calm a lot of people down. There's a whole lot of us that are absolutely worried and concerned that maybe hundreds, I've even heard reports of thousands of terrorists that were on the planes that came back to the United States. We're going to address that and the also the, all, the other uh, the potential for terrorists getting into our country. Uh, we're going to talk a lot today. Uh, the, as you see, my shirt, Court Martial Biden, it's a statement, friends. It's a statement that I think is well-deserved for this current Biden administration. They should all be court-martialed. And the last five days of the last month, I really felt in my heart, I said, all the profits from all of our merch sales are going to go to Victor Marx's team, his nonprofit, that are helping to get Americans home uh, between him and one other uh, nonprofit. And I'm excited to report that almost 25,000, uh, I'm going to add 5,000 to that myself, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to round it up. So $30,000 is going to be going to these nonprofits. So for you, if you want to get some merch, a hat, a tank top, a mug, something, Go to DavidHarrisJr.com and find you some merch. And all through this month, we're going to continue with 20% of all the sales. 20% of all sales are going to go to Victor Marx's uh, nonprofit organization. He is uh, in, a, in a key role, especially after what you hear today. He is in a very key role uh, and a key position to, I believe, bring a massive impact for what we all want. Get our Americans home. Get them to safety and make good on the promises that we made to our allies. So without further ado, my very good friend, Marine veteran Victor Marks. Uh, Victor, so glad to have you on with me today, my brother. How are you? I'm doing great, David. Thank you. Thank you for having me on again. Well, we've uh, we've I've been trying to allow you to give you a lot of room to share and get the truth out of what's taking place. Uh, you know, your, your nonprofit, All Things Possible, ministry, You've been for years, you've been going into very high risk uh, areas, uh, ISIS ridden areas, freeing sex trafficking victims, getting women, getting children, getting uh, boys and girls out, getting them to safety, also hunting down pedos, hunting them down, 
John's the uh, the pimps hunting them down in some of these other countries. They're they're just doing dastardly things to their women. Uh, they'll try to leave and try to get away. So you are an expert in this extraction, recovery, and kill a bad guy if necessary. You and your team are experts in that. Jeff Teagues is a, a special forces operator. He was with Delta. Uh, that is a very esteemed position. And uh, your team is doing amazing things. Because of all that and because of your recent successes, uh, playing a role in what we heard about Pineapple Express, thousands of people getting out. You're part of a coalition that helped make that happen. But over the last 48 hours, you were telling me this last night, late last night, I uh, I said, call me if you can, because I hadn't heard from you for two days. I said, Victor, you got to update me on what is happening. I know you know. So tell us if you can. Tell us much of what you told me last night, from the airplane, the private jet, to the building that you went to show up in that was lead walls, like the stuff you see in you know James Bond movies or Mission Impossible stuff, lead walls, ceilings, so nothing can go in or out, all this stuff. Share as much as you can with what's happened the last 48 hours. You bet, brother. So first, let me back up and say, you know, regarding what we do in our history, I would just say that we're professionals of what we do. Uh, there's a difference between people who want to try to make a difference and are kind of swinging in the wind versus uh, those who are developed teams that have a lot of experience and work with nations, work with law enforcement. You know, there, there are times cowboy teams are needed, but we still work within the system to uh, effectively free and then pursue justice on individuals that commit heinous crimes. Um, and we're in different parts of the globe, uh, but we're here in the U.S. doing the same work. So uh, it's really, it's a combination of incredible team members, great intel, uh, professionalism, and high integrity. So with that said, I'm thankful for the teams and the nonprofits uh, and groups that got stood up, just real strong ad hocs that, that went for it. Um, and uh, freeing people, getting them out of Afghanistan. Uh, there's so many to name. Uh, uh, Saver uh, is is a group that's a coalition that did incredible work with Chad Robichaud, uh, Scott Mann with Pineapple Express. Uh, uh, there, there are others, but I'll just say, uh, I'm thankful that at this point in time, this point in time, what is so important is that like we, we, we called for a pause in on-ground operations about 72 hours before the military pulled out because uh, the gates were closed and it was only a couple of things that were able to be done that still can't be shared. But we said that there's got to be pause. There's a rhythm and a tempo when you're dealing in crisis that if you don't get a hold of what we call a battlefield patience even, it, things get complicated. So uh, there was a task force formed and for that crisis mode. And right now it, we're in a what you would call a reforming to, to guide planning, resource allocation, decision-making, coordination. Uh, the task force has got to be supported with appropriate connectivity, manning, legal oversight, and support to manage effective operations moving forward from this point out. And that's what we're doing. So uh, I'm I'm humbled uh, that you know I've been invited and given the opportunity to share leadership in this with other great, incredible, experienced men. So regarding our time, we uh, 
you know, a great family. I'm, I'm not going to mention them right now. They like to remain silent, but they, they had a, one, they have a jet that they loaned us because we needed to go to multiple cities and make multiple meetings in a very short amount of time. And we're able to do that because of their generosity. So thank you to the family, you know, who y'all are. And, uh, yeah, uh, we went into the highest levels of, uh, some of the intelligence realm. Uh, and again, I, I have to be careful what I say, but, but this is what I want people to know that there are great men and women pulling together to reform a task force for the civilian side of operations uh, and nonprofits that is now bringing a level of order and structure. And, you know, really what I would say is, is a command and control so that moving forward, we can do the best job possible to get people out uh, that still need to be out and including resettlement and humanitarian assistance and again as evacuations as needed so I know you're you you don't like to toot your own horn I'll toot it just a little bit but this new task force that's being formed it's a task force of like you said a lot of the main players that have been in this fight in this uh in this cause a part of this cause and this mission but have been, have been kind of just working independently there's been groups there's several different groups yeah. that have been working to basically all true all try to do the same thing but what yeah. has been lacking is approval from state department for certain planes we've heard the stories of planes that tried to land planes that tried to land in kabul before they shut the airport down uh planes that tried to land in other countries in order to get close to kabul uh to get people out and the state department actually stepped in and said no they can't land uh, yeah. We look at this, we hear this, and we're like, why won't why won't the State Department let them land? It makes makes them look bad uh, to us, but you actually have reasons uh, that I hadn't thought of that I didn't know. Again, information and facts and details will help shape a person's perspective on things, uh, not saying at all that the State Department hasn't absolutely fumbled a ton. Again, yeah. this whole this whole disaster should never have happened in the first place. It right. should have been avoided. It, there yep. should have been a plan in action to get our people out, get our allies out, get our equipment out, or disable as much of it as possible uh, yep. before we actually then just gave up the uh, airport. Should have never left uh, uh, the, uh, the the base there as well. But as far as far as far as the reasons that the State Department would have for not allowing some of these planes to land, um, share share why that is. You bet. So again, our objective is to finish the evacuation of all Americans and our allies to get them out safely, those who need to be out, but also help with resettlement and then humanitarian assistance. So uh, let me explain it like this. Uh, the crisis mode at the intensity level of the tick locking and getting everybody out before the Taliban took full control, that crisis level is over. We've moved into what we would call phase two. We still need to get people out. And that is our objective. But we have, in order to do sustainable, coordinated efforts, some things have to change. And I think uh, the team that is coming together now, reforming this new task force, uh, on many levels, is gonna is is a major help to do this. And I think all the nonprofits out there and people who want to do the work, uh, they're gonna actually appreciate this because they're better operate. So we. This is what I'd ask people right now with the level of intensity. And, and I remember you, you were on the countdown. 
you call me that one night, you're like, ah, oh, my blood pressure is up by the intensity. So here's the question that I have. Has anybody heard of, of yet, on this day at the time of this filming, uh, any Americans that are still there, have they been killed or are they being held as hostages? Is there that level of wide slaughter? And the answer is no, uh, not for Americans. We believe at this point the Taliban is trying to play this very smart and cool. Does it, um, again, they're going to leverage Americans that are still there, but we as a nation failed to get them out. And I think uh, the time for going after um, the Biden administration and other people who miserably failed, uh, that's going to be done by another group. For us, we have a mission in hand, again, to get the Americans that are still there out, to get our allies out, and to provide resettlement and humanitarian. Because it's like this. If... If someone in Mexico loaded up a ton of migrants on a plane, a big bus plane, and flew it to the United States, would we just let them land and get out? No. <laughs> no. Right. Now, they can just walk through the border. I mean, that that's sadly true. Right. But we're talking about FFA. We're talking about clearance. Uh, planes without a flight plan can't just take off and land. So it's the same thing. Uh, what people aren't understanding is the international laws of loading people up on a plane, because right now, right now, there are operations going on that we're part of that have planes on the ground in Afghanistan waiting to load people up. Some of them even had people on it. They can't depart. This is frustrating for all of us because they don't have clearance of where to go. We know there was some absolute craziness with the State Department uh, not letting them in to other countries but this is why the manifest of all the people they have to be cleared they have to have a background check it's got to be thorough they just can't bring people and land them in other countries under the stress and the fog of war and the crisis because there is real possibilities that isis al-qaeda will load up on those planes will blend in it it's not hard to do under crisis to get out right and then be dispersed all across the globe in a network. That's Which has been one of the biggest fears I know for a lot of Americans, hearing a lot of the stories, seeing the absolute just chaos of bodies, just people, a lot of uh, fighting age men loading onto those planes that did leave Kabul. We yeah. know that they've come back, a lot of them come back here already to the United States. And, uh, you know, they, they did flag. I mean, it was a guy, he wasn't a, he was on the watch list because he was a convicted rapist and they caught him. And yeah. they they identified him. They knew that he was somebody that Donald Trump, President Donald Trump, had kicked out of the country, and uh, he got back in. But they caught him, so that's something that should give us some peace as far as thinking that hundreds or even thousands of terrorists made it on those planes that came back here to the United States. That should give us peace. But the yeah. other issue, the yeah. other issue and cause for concern is that our southern border is still so porous, wide open. There's tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands flooding across the border. This current administration doesn't have our border locked down, doesn't have it shut. Uh, so some of these terrorists, as you just said, could be trying to get to other countries and still get into our country that way. Right. So I feel pretty confident at this point, those entering America, the, the, the several thousand that have come to America have been vetted thoroughly uh, because... 
you know, we have the capability to do that as a nation. Now, the problem comes in when a busload of Afghan allies are flown to like Mexico without proper screening and processing through the State Department. And then if they're released, if all of them are good people and should get to the U.S. if that's their, you know, if they let out, if there's one terrorist, he'll be able to make it up through the border. And that should be the concern while we still must seal the borders. So I, believe me, uh, I share people's concerns about, wow, that's why things had to slow down. That's why a task force mm-hmm. need to be formed and reformed and developed in a way where we're coordinated, working together. The other thing is working with the U.S. government. Uh, nonprofits, they just can't do certain things without, um, when we're talking about international law in the country, you just can't do it, it like this. Uh, I tell people. Yeah, if you don't have the government's approval for certain things, then you're not going to get anything done. Right. So let me put it in this terms. If uh, if a bunch of guys got all, you know, locked and loaded, kitted up, jocked up, ready to go, got in an RV, drove down to Mexico to an orphanage and rescued all the orphans, had to shoot a couple of people in the face to get them out, and then came back to the U.S., is that legal? Uh, no, I just was breaking a lot of laws there. A lot of laws. I mean, some yeah. may remember when the Marine who was trying to get back into Mexico, he took a wrong turn, crossed over down in San Diego, tried to get yep. back through, and he had a weapon in the car. Hey, th- you remember how long and intense that was? A United yeah. States Marine with no nefarious intentions, he just had a weapon in his car, uh, got, got held there. So, again, it's the same thing. I would highly discourage. But he was driving. He was driving through the across the border. True. Any of these terrorists, they're not going to come across the border through the no. checkpoints. Right. They're going to go away all these other coyotes and the cartels and their people to go. Right. Because uh, I've seen them, you know, up close and personal. We've, yeah, we've you've done been the there. deal through multiple countries. So, again, what's happening right now? I I want the American people to know there are very solid operations going on right now. And negotiations going on to get all the Americans out. Um, we're hoping that in a short amount of time, um, our government with other groups uh, represented will be able to see all the Americans return safely. Everyone. Yeah, that's, and that's what, what we want. We, yeah, that's what we want. We need people praying. So I would discourage firmly Anybody getting hopped up and kitted up and trying to rent a plane and go down there and, and you know, do rescues, it's like, guys, that, that time is over. There is no more fog of war. And the most professional people on the earth are standing by to do that in our most elite units. So please work in conjunction with the our task force as we coordinate efforts with, including interagency, because there are things that we can do that the government won't, but it has to be coordinated well yeah. to make sure, again, um, you know, uh, we've been doing this for years. And uh, I'll just say the concern, people should pray. I would say support the right organizations. Uh, I, I know there are organizations out there that have collected lots of funding and now actually don't know what to do with it. They're going to have to figure it out. So I would tell people, 
you know, uh, hang on, because uh, the task force is going to be the one for those those nonprofits that that become part of it. We'll help align what effort needs funding and who has the resources. So it's an organized plan and strategy for long-term effect. Does that make sense? 